Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Steph Karp. And I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. That was weird. <laughs> it sounded great. Welcome to Dear hey. So-and-So, friends. Welcome to Dear So-and-So, everybody. All right. What do you have for me? I have an Ask a Manager. Perfect. Caller writes... This is a relatively minor thing, but it has been bugging me lately and has gotten to the point where I can't ignore it anymore. Okay. I work remotely and dial into a lot of meetings in our main office. I use headphones when dialing in so as not to disturb the people working around me. The problem is that one weekly meeting, one of many, there is someone there who likes to sit near the conference call mic and graze on snack food, often from crinkly cellophane bags. Mm-hmm. Cellophane bags. On my end, the crinkling and crunching is louder than anything else and interferes with my ability to follow what's going on. If I turn up the volume to better hear the voices in the room, the crinkling becomes deafening. Oh, yeah. I'm generally the only one dialing into this call, so it's probable that the people on the other end are completely unaware of this. It's a tricky thing to raise because I don't want to come off as difficult or have people thinking that I'm judging someone for snacking in a meeting. I really don't care about that. I've snacked on calls with a muted mic myself. I just wish whoever it is would sit further away from the mic since they always seem to be right on top of it. I was thinking of raising it as a general thing. Quote, you may not be aware, but that mic is hypersensitive to peripheral noise, especially coming from anything near it on the table. (laughs) And that can make it hard for me to hear what's going on sometimes. Would it be okay if I flagged when this happens in our chat so we can try to limit it? End quote. (laughs) Do you think that would work or is there a better way for me to address it? Um, yeah, that would work. You <laughs> A better sure. way to address it. Yeah, there would be a better way to address it. This person says it's a tricky thing to raise because I don't want to come off as difficult. I think that everybody should stop worrying that they're difficult yeah, and everyone state their just, needs yeah. calmly and confidently and kindly. And your needs are, oh, I'm having trouble hearing right now because maybe somebody's Something's like- Something's happening like, next to the mic. <laughs> yeah. Like may, I feel like it's like crinkling of like a chip bag or something. It's just hard for me to hear. Can you just, whatever's happening with- just move with it away that, from the mic. Do you mind just yeah. moving away from the mic? It's, I can't hear. I can't hear. What yeah. do you think it is? Chips? Chips? I hope so. Yeah. I always think it's really funny when people are, you know, have one of those crinkly cellophane bags and it's Mm -hmm. like in a quiet space and Mm -hmm. they try to open it really slowly. Slowly. It's like, no, get it over with. I'm just like, oh my God, open that thing. Mm-hmm. And pass and pass around those chips. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Let us, let us all get in there. I'm on a Reddit thread from mm-hmm. the Life Pro Tips, which I yeah. imagine was the name was. I imagine that this subreddit came of life before life hacks. The term like life hacks right, existed. Right, right. So this Reddit is Pre-dates Life Pro a, Tips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> before we came up with the eloquent life hacks. Anyways, LPT request. How to open noisy chip bags quietly at night. (laughs) Okay, because there's, okay, here's the thing. There's two different reasons to open a chip bag quietly. One of them is you don't want to wake someone up, in which case, yeah, open it very slowly at a really low low frequency no but another get, yeah, reason get to under open a, bag, a blanket right get under a blanket and play open it a very white noise slowly. machine 
open it super slowly. But if you but if what you're trying to do is everyone's awake, everyone's already awake. There's uh-huh. no, you know, there's no getting there's no like surprises here and you want to just disrupt whatever's happening like as briefly as possible, open that bag fast. Open it fast. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you cut your bag with scissors, like the bag is still yeah. a noisy bag, but if you just slice the top with scissors, oh, it's way quieter, yeah. It's it's way 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 keep, quieter. Keep some keep some kid scissors in your pocket at all times. Oh, you know yeah. with the rounded edges and the short uh-huh, the shorties so with the rounded edges, yeah. yeah. Put those in your pocket. Furthermore, <laughs> in this day, it's 2021. Mm-hmm. How are we still packaging chips in cellophane? In the loudest, crinkliest stuff. Do you remember yeah. when Sun Chips came out with that like biodegradable bag and it was the loudest fucking bag and then they took it <laughs> off the market? Remember that? No! I don't. Oh my God! Alyssa, hold on, let me find it. Um, Sun oh Chips God. bag. Really? They had like a corn based so bag for their yeah. corn based product? For their corn based product and it Too was loud. so loud. Yeah. I'm not a Sun Chips gal. Oh, I am. Here we go. Listen to this. I can barely hear what they're saying over the sound of the bag. Sue says, yes, in fact, when I pack my lunch, I have to go into the pantry and shut the door so I don't wake up the rest of the house. But I love them. Are you hearing this? Of course I am. I can't help but touch the bags every time I go near them at the store. They are so much fun. I guess it's all I get you things. I choose positive. You get the idea. Um, it's pretty cool. Yo, patent number US 67617872 b 2 is for a noiseless bag. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> it's used primarily on film sets. I don't know why it's not used... Ubiquitously, it must be really expensive. US 676-1787-B2. <laughs> oh, my God. Virtually silent bag. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, tell the person that they need to get US. Yeah, US 767-178-B2. Yeah, go Google that. Get that bag. Put your chips in it. Am I the asshole for you? Okay. It's uh, signed. Am I the asshole? <laughs> is it? <laughs> okay. Here. No. I mean, they they yeah, end it that kind way. of is. They tend like, to yeah, end yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it kind of is. All right. I twenty six F recently had a birthday. Some family and I went out to dinner to celebrate. The guests were me, my husband, my parents, his parents, my two brothers and and sister, and my husband's brother. So that's a lot of people. Okay, so here's the deta- here's the deal. Here's the deal. My brother-in-law is weird about eating out. He'll only eat a burger and fries or chicken nuggets in a food place, in no matter food how fancy. Place. Food place. Yeah, if there's <laughs> food there, that's what he's eating. No matter how much choice there is, he goes so far as not even looking at menus in places, and will just ask for nuggets and fries by default. Uh-huh. And will be very difficult if a place doesn't have those on the menu. Okay. I know this, but I won't accommodate it when it comes to something I'm supposed I'm supposed to enjoy. Sure, sure. When my husband and I were discussing the dinner, I told him to let his brother know they didn't do burgers or fries at this place. Cool. He says he's still showing up. The dinner arrives. Everybody's looking at the menu except him. (laughs) He waits and waits. And when we're all done ordering, he asks the server for fries and nuggets. He explains 
They don't have those. And then my brother-in-law asks about a burger. They don't do those either. He asks, could they mix up? Could they make up some fries just for him? Mm. And the server explains they can't accommodate those. Mm-hmm. He starts sulking, and my husband makes apologies and says they'll get the final order to them asap. Brother-in-law goes off about how shitty it was. I didn't even think of him with dinner, and we should have made sure there was something for him to eat. I pointed out he was told and he chose to come that it was not my job to accommodate his pickiness when eating out mm-hmm. and then his taste was not a priority during my birthday dinner. Brother-in-law calls me a selfish asshole and walks off. My mother-in-law tries to excuse his outburst that he's hungry while my father-in-law can't stop apologizing. My husband confronted his brother after. His brother said he was still pissed at me. My husband said we were the ones pissed. We were the ones pissed. And he'd made a scene during my birthday dinner. Their mom is saying I could have been more accommodating and it's only fair to consider guests when inviting them out. On the one hand, I'm annoyed that he acted that way, but on the other, I don't, because I, oh, I don't want to cause any trouble between us and my husband's family. Am I the asshole? No. <laughs> no. No, it sounds like you told him the deal, and no. then it sounds like he was like, cool, that's the deal, I'm coming anyway, love a free meal. Though I will say, moving forward, I can't imagine why this person would invite this extended family no idea why do you know what i mean no idea why yeah yeah, yeah. you don't owe them an invitation to your birthday dinner your in-laws i mean i love god love them but like do something separate with them if you must precisely you're 26 invite some friends along i'm not trying to place the blame on this person by any means but it's just these folks want to eat at a food place and you want to eat at a restaurant so it just seems like you know, if you you just don't, they're not compatible. Right. They're not compatible. I think that that's a huge thing. Like, I think sometimes it's okay to, like, exclude certain people because you know that this isn't the thing for them. This yeah, isn't totally. the event for them. This isn't a thing that they'll enjoy and to do something yeah. different with them. Yeah, if they if the in-laws want to celebrate you... They can take you to a food place. They can take you to a food place. Right. It is, I, I'm like... I really like to be sympathetic to people's food allergies, to people's sort of like food um, neuroses and all of the weird relationships we have with food. And very, I want to be very sensitive to that. But at the same time, uh, like a restaurant is only, each restaurant is is going to decide how much they're able to bend within those accommodations. And you cannot expect every restaurant to bend the same amount. For everybody. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. What a bummer, man. Sorry this happened. Hope it never happens again. I hope everyone's learned their lesson about food places. I hope that this person's 27th birthday is phenomenal. I, me too. And I hope they just like, it's indulgent in a way that's like very in touch with their own desires yeah. and cravings, you know? What's your dream birthday dinner? Um, it is going to Hog Island Oyster Company. Okay. Bringing, maybe bringing along some sides, like bringing some crusty bread. Oh, are you allowed to along a salad. bring oh, your yeah, own when you go? Oh yeah, because it's picnic style. Okay. Yeah, so you just, you reserve a picnic table and um, it comes, has like a tiny little grill next to it if you want to grill your oysters, whatever. Oh my gosh. Um, you can grill whatever, really. So you reserve the picnic table and then you go and then you buy the oysters by the pound and you shuck them yourself and you accompany it with whatever you brought. You, you brought a bottle of white wine, great. You brought a crusty bread, excellent. You need mignonette, you can go ask them for some or you can bring your own. Wow. It's the best. That's it's incredible. The most ideal birthday. Yeah, Hog Island. 
Wow. Yeah. What's your ideal birthday dinner? What would be my dream dinner? I mean, this is a great question. Honestly, all I've really wanted recently these days is um, like the sandwich of my dreams. And my birthday is in the winter, which is like a huge buzzkill, I think. But I think a dream birthday dinner would just be the sandwich of all of our dreams. Like if everybody attending my Mm. birthday each was able to eat the sandwich of our dreams. That's really amazing. That it just like manifested itself. (gasps) Maybe you fill out like a little questionnaire before the birthday that is that's vague at best. It asks like your Uh astrological sign. It's more about feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What time you were born, like Uh affects yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether coffee is too bitter for you, those sorts of questions that you can't really understand what anybody's getting at. Like when you go to get pros um, shampoo and you're just like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what are my hair goals? I'm not really sure what you mean. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like a lot of, it's a lot of things like that. And then in the end, you arrive and your dream sandwich is just sitting there. Hold on. Let me ask you a few questions to try to get to the bottom of what I think your dream sandwich would be, Steph. Okay, great. Okay, Sounds what good. astrological sign are you? Well, I'm a Gemini, but my Sagittarius, it's a Sagittarius rising, and I really identify more with the Sagittarius side. Okay, okay, great, great, great. And what yeah. are your hair goals? <laughs> <laughs> um, just keeping it uh, cur- evenly curly all over. Often it's like really curly in the front by my face, and I'm really flat in the back. And okay. my hair goal is just that it's sort of like uniform curly throughout. Okay. Um, cotton or linen pants? Linen pants. Okay. And... Um, Sweet or salty? Salty. Okay, I think... (laughs) Okay, when you arrive at my dream sandwich birthday dinner, I think that it's like... Okay, I think your sandwich is like a crusty sourdough (laughs) with a... Like a mustard aioli. And Uh I think that there is some prosciutto. Yep. And then maybe like... A heavy amount of pickled onions. Oh my God. Did you and you only used my questionnaire. You didn't use anything about me to answer the the rest of this. No. I love it. I think that's probably right. I think the one thing that's missing is maybe like a creamy cheese, you know. Oh, okay. Like, I thought like a soft I, cheese. I with know the prosciutto, that maybe. that was the case, but I also remember that you're not supposed to eat cheese. Well, I'm not, but the questionnaire didn't really specify my But I think it needs, did. So. That Sag rising. Like, oh, I was yeah, like, sure. Yeah, sad. no, you knew I, from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was sad, like, sad, cholesterated, sad. Yeah, exactly. Bad for her. It'll give her, yeah, a yeah, heart yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it. I did know from that. I have a social cues from the New York Times signed Mm. accidental moochers. Okay. My boyfriend's brother is really bad at collecting debts. Mm -hmm. When we go out to dinner, for instance, he will pay with a credit card and tell us that he'll send Venmo requests once he figures out what we owe. Because of this, I don't thank him. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like that. No thanks needed. No thanks. Yeah. Then weeks go by without a Venmo request. My boyfriend likes that his older brother is forgetful and refuses to remind him. But I don't like owing people. Please help. Accidental moochers. Get with your boyfriend on this one. Sure. I mean, like, it's his brother. And I think this is great. I think maybe he makes more money than you guys and doesn't want to make you feel weird and wants to eat what he wants to eat and doesn't mm. want to think too hard about like, oh, I got to find somewhere we can both afford. I think he's just like, nope, I want to eat what I want to eat and I want to do it kind of guilt free. So I'm just going to pretend as though this is going to be an equal situation, a, mm. a going Dutch situation, as they used to say. Yeah. But uh, in the but end, it's not. Really, he's it's treating not. you. I just, yeah. He's wine and dining you. Yeah, because he just wants to eat what he wants to eat. So no skin off his nose. Yeah. He probably works on Wall Street. Let it go. Who said no skin off? His nose. But where would you attribute that? Martha Washington. Okay, great, great. Here's another thing. If you want to pay somebody, you just Venmo them. You can't turn down oh, Venmo no. request. Haven't you been out and somebody's like, no, no, no. Like, it's fine. I'll pay. And you're yeah. like, no, I'm going to pay you. And then, and then you, you just, just pay them Venmo them. Bucks or and whatever, if you yeah. guys want, you can get into an eternal Venmo battle where you're each sending yeah. each other that $30 back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and yeah. forth until someone but, grows exhausted of this and uses that money to buy the best sandwich money can buy. Mm. One time while working in Brooklyn at the restaurant I worked at for a very long time, there was a group of folks eating out. I think mm-hmm. it was siblings and their Mm -hmm. partners or, Mm -hmm. you know, folks they had brought with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And one sibling or paid the bill, gave me a credit card. The other person was very upset. No, 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 no. You've been paying for everything I want to pay. But I already have the card in my hand. And that person who'd given me the card was like, oh, no, I'm treating you. It's fine. You're the visitor. I went to walk toward the POS, the computer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the person who wanted to pay came yeah, up behind came me came up and was just like no. nope nope grab me by the ponytail <laughs> no no <laughs> I never was physi- okay i was physically assaulted grab me by the ponytail and no, demanded what? that i hand them that credit card and and that they pay i immediately oh. got a manager involved and to my yeah. chagrin the manager allowed for crazy hair puller to be the payer i guess sometimes you do you just have to appease ponytail pullers you because do. otherwise like the restaurant will go up in flames yeah exactly yeah the, they'll torch the Pulled place my pony oh Pulled my, my pony God. why yeah. would it, they can feel however they feel about the whatever family or whoever they were with but they can't take that out on your ponytail that's insane <laughs> i had really long hair at that time <laughs> My God! It was like person. grabbing onto a horse's mane. <laughs> <laughs> they just yanked me from behind. Oh my yeah. God! I was in a trot. Wait, what's faster than a trot? What's the next thing? A canter? Oh, a canter! canter yeah, yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, I was moving quick toward the POS. She got Jesus. me by the mane. <laughs> oh my God! That's that's. Oh God, that makes me really upset. One time, I ran uh, two credit cards. I think it was like a business. This was a, a business mm, meeting. It was mm-hmm. like ten of them, and yeah. I ran the credit cards reversed. Like one person was meant to pay, uh-huh. you know, three hundred, the other two hundred, and I ran yeah. them reversed. And then when I apologized and tried to explain it to them, and said. Let me just rerun your cards, you know, void yeah, these right. and like, I'll, or I'll just sort of like switch the payments. One person was totally chill with it. And the other could not, for the life of her, wrap her head around oh, what I needed God. to do. Calm and I down. wish yeah. that we were on Zoom because the action she took when that happened was to sort of pull the skin off her face. 
Oh in like God. a way that you would do if you were revealing that you were wearing a mask and you were yeah. a different person below that mask. Oh my God. But it didn't appear that she was a different person below the mask. She just was sort of like grabbing at the flesh of her face in a really stressed out manner. Oh my God, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> the point of all of this is to say that people have strong feelings about paying for bills. So listen, it seems like potentially your brother-in-law, there's no law here, your brother in dating. I don't, how do you talk about somebody's boyfriend's brother? Your partner's your brother? Your partner's brother, yeah. Your partner's brother may actually have strong feelings about paying and doesn't want to be the type of person who claws at their own face or pulls right. a ponytail. We cannot stay here Venture down I'll take the social cue for you okay from the new york times yeah who's it signed eliza in buffalo okay i lent four treasured books to a dear friend about three weeks later we had an awkward falling out oh no two months after that we dated a little what the fuck (laughs) but every time but every time i asked for my books he forgot to bring them over time i realized i wanted nothing to do with this guy so i cut off All communication, which I admit was a little extreme. He still has my books. Is it rude to send a message asking him to give the books to his new girlfriend who goes to my school to deliver to me so I don't have to deal with him? Signed, Eliza in Buffalo. Yeah, you got to find out where he lives. Yeah. Break into his house. Yeah. Burglar style. the books for yourself. Yeah. I don't think that this guy is going to give you the books back. A dear friend, an awkward fallout. Dating a, a little. Dating. Can I dating message a s- him new so that I can interact with his girlfriend to get my books back? No, no. no. Don't bring the new girlfriend into this. That oh, sounds terrible. God, no. Yeah, absolutely God, no. not. You can reach out and ask for your books again. Mm-hmm. I still want those books. Yeah. Can I come by and get these books? You guys could arrange like a a neutral drop-off location. Yep. You know, he could put them in a paper bag next to a park bench halfway between your house. Uh, Exactly. Like whatever it takes. I don't know. I also, the thing about books, and this is sort of the magical thing about books, is like once they're published, they kind of like belong to the universe. Like they move through a lot of different hands. They like follow people's feelings and ideas in this like very strange worldwide trajectory that I think is wonderful and kind of mystical. Um, Okay. Like these books kind of like they stop belonging to you, you know? Okay. I guess is what I mean. What do you think makes them treasured to Eliza? Just the love for the book? For treasured books. Yeah, I think books that were transformative that maybe they read as an early teen and kind of like made them interested in books generally. Like, I'm okay, here's my guess. One of them is Trout Fishing in America by Richard Brodigan. Another one is a collection of Emily Dickinson poems. Another one is um, some... Sorry to say it, but it's like some David Foster Wallace that like an ex-boyfriend gave her. And then the fourth one is like the alchemist or something, like something that sort of touched her spiritually. They mean a lot to her. It sounds like she's 19. You know, yeah, he just like keeps um, like quoting Hemingway and different classics to me. And what's the context where he throws a Hemingway quote at you? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) 
just looks over at you and says like the hills were like two white elephants like what the fuck and then man? we'll be like and then we'll be like did you read that Hemingway and I will look at him and just be like no it's the only response, really. I hate talking about books. They don't make any sense, you know? Like, talking about... There's a reason they're as long as they are, because that's how many words it takes to say the thing they're trying to say. <laughs> like, there's no point in talking about books. And that's just, like, so refreshing coming from somebody who likes books. Yeah. Because coming from me who doesn't like books, it just People sounds... are like, oh, well, you're just, like... Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, correct. I'm all those things that you were thinking that you sure. just didn't say out loud. But I <laughs> love them. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, you know, a what a, what is the saying about like, you know, um, a respectable man knows how to play accordion, but doesn't, you know, like what is the, it's not, that's not the quote, but it is accordion. A something man knows how to play the accordion, but doesn't. A gentleman is a fellow who knows how to play the bagpipe but doesn't. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Okay. A gentleman, it's a book yeah. called After the Ball by Ian Whitcomb. Great. It's from 1972, by the way. Oh, great. So Rat Pack, right? Um, <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I, I, mm, I've been that douche. I'm just working on not being that douche. And I think I've come to some good conclusions. So anyone who's working on their douchery, like, come talk to me. Okay. I've been there. I had it. I had a lot of internalized misogyny around media. I've, I've gone through some very postury type phases. I've also moved to Manhattan and had my soul crushed. So, mm. and I've mm. been to the Iowa Writers Workshop, um, mm. which is a very dangerous place for assholes indeed. Also, I just feel like I need to, you, you know me, I really like to get my facts correct. Sure. And I just dated that to 1975. Uh, quotes oh. of this sort uh-huh. have existed long before that it's a meme exactly a, yeah the this a gentleman a blah 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 but doesn't dating yeah, that's back a, to like the like the odyssey early 1900s Homer. yeah this yeah. is this was written in the odyssey yeah yeah this was this was yeah odysseus um was a gentleman he knew how to play the liar but he didn't <laughs> a true gentleman is one who can play the bagpipes and doesn't a man who can play the saxophone but won't is a good neighbor. A gentleman <laughs> is a man who knows how to play the cornet and doesn't. Yeah. Sorry, I'm on quote investigator.com. Oh, investigateit.com. Which, yeah. which is a dangerous place for me, clearly. <sighs> yeah. As Oscar Wilde said, an mm-hmm. Irish gentleman is someone who can play the bagpipes but won't. Yeah. <clears throat> Mark Twain allegedly says a gentleman is someone who knows how to play the saxophone, but doesn't. If you keep going, I'm going to make you be the person that edits this one. (laughs) That's going to be your punishment. Thank you, Steph, and thank you, you old so-and-sos, for spending another half an hour with us listening to Useless Advice. If you want to keep in touch over the next week, you can find us at dearsoandso.pizza. That's a website. All of our episodes are there. There's a contact us form where you can submit your own questions. You can also find us at Dear So-and-So Podcast on Instagram or leave us a voicemail at our voicemail box, daddog5078. That's D-A-D-D-O-G-5078. Our music is by our friend Busy Hemphill. And as always, I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
travel so 